Welcome to this week's episode of the Little Aussie Podcast. Today we have a wide range of topics we are going to cover, covering some NASCAR, some NBA, a little bit of NFL, and of course, as promised last week, we are going to get into who Chi-Chi is. That's the first half of this episode, and the second half, of course, we're going to do our segment on where I react to what's trending on Twitter and other OK Listen Here media company news. That all being said, thank you all for tuning in today. I'm super excited for this episode. Got a got kind of a lot of content to to go over, um, and so yeah, let's jump right into it. First off, last week I talked a little bit about Ty Gibbs jumping into the Cup Series and getting his first taste in the Cup Series, and well, he didn't disappoint. Last weekend he finished 17th in the Verizon 200 in Indianapolis, the road course. How he managed to do that, I don't know. But what's even more, what's even more impressive, is that he finished 16th in the in the M&M's Fan Appreciation 400 at Pocono. Ty Gibbs, of course, as I mentioned last week, he replaced Kurt Busch in the number 45 car for Michael Jordan's 23XI Racing Team. As far as I know, and after all that I have seen so far on Twitter. There hasn't been any like real beef between him and anybody, but rest assured, should he take over the spot for Kyle Busch, more than likely it's going to happen. Of course, I can't sit here and, uh, you know, not talk about NASCAR and not bring up my guy Ricky Stenhouse. Ricky Stenhouse had a decent week. Actually, it's been his best week since the Coca Cola 600. He finished 13th in Indianapolis on the road course, and it was his 8th top 15 finish this season. Currently, he sits at 24th in the season standings, and there's seven drivers above him that are right there at that cutoff line. I think it's like 16 drivers that make it to the playoffs or something like that. Well, there's seven drivers above him that are below the playoff cutoff line, so he Really, at this point, he's got to win a race, and he's got to he's got to get some points in order to even think about making playoffs this season. So that being said, got Ty Gibbs, got Ricky Stenhouse. One thing I, I found a little bit of, or not found a little bit, I, I heard this take on TikTok not too long ago about Ross Chastain, who's relatively new to the Cup Series. This one came from Smitty CK 2.0. And for those of you who don't know, it's that guy that, that runs around. He's like, do it for Perry. That guy. I'm pretty sure he's from Charlotte or somewhere around there because I know he was at the Coca-Cola 600. And I know he's an avid Panthers fan as well. As if you go and check out, again, that Smitty CK 2.0 on TikTok. He's all the time wearing some Carolina Panthers gear doing all that fun stuff, but he had a really interesting take. And for, for a second, I looked at it, I was like, I don't know about this. But then I started watching kind of like how he races, and it, and it kind of made sense to me a little bit. So the take that he proposed on TikTok, and again, y'all can go check this out for yourselves, he said that Ross Chastain is the next coming of Dale Earnhardt Sr., now hold on, before y'all start freaking out of that take, just wanna just wanna kind of point out a few things. So first off, he's a really good freaking driver. There is absolutely no denying that Ross Chastain is a really good freaking driver. So far, he has 10 top 10 finishes and two wins. One at the Echo Park Texas Grand Prix, 
and of course at Talladega, the bigger race. He currently sits at second place in the standings behind Chase Elliott. So, of course, really great driver, but where people or where where this take originates from the, that he is he is the second coming of of um of Dale Earnhardt Sr. is that if you watch his racing methods and if if you keep up with NASCAR a little bit, you know what I'm talking about here. He's aggressive. He's going to do what it takes to win. Nowadays, there's this whole, oh, there's this, you know, there's an etiquette in NASCAR. And, like, you know, if you're going to pass somebody, you know, you got to wait for the opportunity where you're not going to hit them. But Ross Chastain doesn't care. He he just doesn't. He's going to do what it takes to, to move up and get into a decent position. And this past weekend at, um, at Indianapolis, he, he didn't have that great of a showing, didn't even finish in the top ten. Can't even tell you off the. I didn't even write it in my notes what position he was in. Um, but this past weekend, he didn't have much of a good race, but we did see kind of spurts where he was just overly aggressive. And I think the big difference, you know, some people be like, oh, what about Kyle Bush? He's always been aggressive and, and good at racing and all that stuff. I think it's the way that he kind of carries himself because Kyle Bush, he kind of he feeds into the. He wants to be the bad guy because he wants to be the bad guy. Ross Chastain is the bad guy because he wants to win, not because it's just some character that he's putting on. And so I think this, I think Ross Chastain is going to make NASCAR very, very interesting for the next few years. I think once we mix in Ty Gibbs with all this, with Ross Chastain, Kyle Busch, and Ty Gibbs, I think all three of them, I think if you're looking for a bad guy in NASCAR, now is a really, really, really good time. To, to start paying attention because I think we're getting back to having some bad boys in the NASCAR era. So that's all that I really have from NASCAR. Chase Elliott, of course, he's killing it right now. Um, but, yeah, that's all that I have on the NASCAR end. So kind of catering to, to my hometown and my audience, we're going to move on to the NBA a little bit. So obviously the NBA season is finished. The draft has just been completed not too terribly long ago, but – the NBA season, I don't feel ever truly stops because between free agent, you know, you got you got the the NBA finals, you have the draft, then you have free agency, and then you know teams are right back to practicing again for the new season. They're not quite there yet, so right now we're kind of well after the draft. There's the summer league, and then the players go and report to practice. But during that short time between the summer league and players reporting to practice. There's a lot of hype going on around these Pro-Am teams. Eight months of playoffs, yes. I agree. The playoffs in the NBA are way too long. I think uh, also for the podcast listeners, I'm live on Instagram and reading comments as I go. So I think, what is it, 16 teams make it? So 16, 8, 4, 2. So there's four rounds in the NBA playoffs plus the playing game. So I, I heard this take not too terribly long ago too. They think... Like, the first round should be a best of three, second round, best of five, semis, best of seven, finals, best of seven. So, that that's my personal take. You might be able to think something differently. But, yeah, I do feel like the NBA playoffs just last for freaking ever. It's like a whole season and a half. Let's see, what's seven times seven times seven? Seven, 14, 28, 29 if you do. So, yeah. You've almost got a half of an NBA season with 29. Okay, 
That's a bit of a stretch. But you have 29 games possibly to be played in the postseason. That's a little bit ridiculous because at that point, you've got like a whole new team if you play that many games. 29 games into the regular season, you're a totally different team than the very first game that you played. You've molded yourself and have the team is building chemistry or breaking apart. You're finding out the tendencies, yada, yada. Of course, with the Brooklyn Nets, I mean, we started seeing glimpses of Kyrie starting to just kind of like, what the heck is Kyrie doing? And, and you know, KD is kind of left there hanging, which is why last week we talked about the possibility of KD going to Boston, which that move still has not been done. So maybe it's still in the works. I haven't seen anything new on that topic, but – but, yeah, playoffs are way too long. Luckily, we are past that. And in my opinion, I think the offseason of the NBA is just – I think it's more fun to to kind of keep up with than it, the regular season and, like, all the playoffs except for maybe the last two finals games. If, it, if you know, a team is up, like, 3-3 three to three or 3-2, three to two, you know, if a team is up and has three wins – that's really the only time for me that it gets too terribly interesting because who can sit down and watch 82 NBA games in a year plus the playoffs? Like, you have to be a diehard. I think that's why so many people just grind 2K because they love basketball. They can be engaged in it, but they don't have to just sit there and watch these players play all the time because I'll admit it can get boring. I, there, I went through a little spurt there. I think two or three years ago when the ACC tournament came to Charlotte and I went to every single game and eventually it got boring. But, of course, we saw the Tar Heels and Duke and Zion Williamson play back-to-back and that was just freaking sick. I, I think that's the only time I could really binge basketball is, is seeing the Heels and, and then Zion Williamson play back-to-back two games in one night. That was ridiculous. But, anyways, getting back on track. Um, so, kind of going with – with my audience in my hometown of Cabarrus, or home county of Cabarrus County, should I say, um, and been kind of keeping up with Wendell Moore a little bit. Recently, he has been playing in the Twin Cities Pro-Am. Not really sure where that is. Didn't do my research on it. Y'all can tell me later. But he's starting to gain, he gained a little bit of attention on social media this weekend for his super sick cross-up against this 31-year-old American basketball player that plays in the Polish Basketball League. I'm not even going to attempt to to pronounce the name of the team that he's on. Um, but he crossed him up, and it, dude just went flying down court, and it was hilarious. It was the play It was the play of the night for that, for that league. And um, you can go check it out on my Twitter at – I don't even know what my Twitter name is. Maybe I should probably check that out before I go shout it out. But I retweeted it. Ah, there it is. You can go check it out. It is actually the very first tweet. And you know what? Um, I can't even pin it. But you can go check it out at Dawson Haywood on Twitter. Um, it's there. It's super sick. You got to go take a look at it. Wendell Moore is making some noise at the professional level. Well, it's pro and professional. It's like half professional, half amateur. So you, you, you get what I'm saying. You can go see him perform at the semi-pro level. So he's been gaining a little bit of attention after his summer league debut. And in the summer league, he, he was pretty solid. He averaged 12.2 points, 4.4 rebounds, and two assists. So the Cabarrus County native, he might be able to make a, a little bit of noise in the NBA. I'm not sure how quick it'll be before he actually gets in there and and getting some good minutes, if ever. But super excited to see how his career 
develops over time. Oh, good grief. I'm doing a lot of talking. So moving on, that's all I have for the NBA. Ain't nothing really going on in the NBA right now. You know, we're still kind of waiting on the KD news, yada, yada, yada. Moving on to the NFL, it is training camp season, and it just, it's a quarterback's freaking, it's a quarterback's offseason, though this year's draft class was not anything like in years past. It's still very much a quarterback's offseason. So to start off with, I want to talk about Sam Howell, the former Carolina Tar Heels quarterback who was just a freaking dog at Carolina. I I don't know why his teams didn't do so well, because if anyone saw him play, he was just a freaking bomb. He could bomb a ball downfield and get it to a point that was like the size of a dime. If you put a dime 60 yards away, he was going to be able to hit it. But the reason I mention that is because the team and the NFL is starting to make notes of it. If you go Google Sam Howell, look at some news. That's what all the freaking reports are saying. He's just a freaking dime with a cannon. So whenever I was looking kind of through all this, Sam Howell, the NFL projected that at some point he will be an average starter in the league. So someone who, you know, probably won't drive you to to a uh, to a Super Bowl, but an average player who can get the job done. I'd I'm trying to figure out who I might would want to compare him to. Mm, I had to think on that. I had to think on that one. But currently he sits third in the commander's depth chart behind Carson Wentz and uh, Heineke. So he's got a little bit of work to do. Um, but I know from what I've seen on, on all social media platforms, he has a tendency to be the first player on the practice field. So that should show something about his character, who he is, what kind of player uh, the commander should expect him to be and, and future teams. So right now he's sitting behind Wentz, who again at one point was in the running for MVP and and uh, ended up getting hurt. And so he's going to have that little bit of experience there. And then Heineke, who's been, you know, an average, you know, di- well, I, I'd say he's been a pretty good backup quarterback. As far as backups go, if you need one, Heineke is, is it's not a bad one to have. He can get you a few wins here and there, probably won't get you in the playoffs if, if you're not, if you're on the fence of getting in or out, he probably won't get you there, but he's decent. He's decent enough to make a little bit of noise, as we've seen in years past. So moving on from Sam Howell, that's all I got from him right now. But, of course, the Carolina Panthers quarterback battle rages on. This battle is, of course, about, it's like 99% between Mayfield and Donald, or Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and Sam Darnold. Words are hard sometimes, people, so bear with me. So it's 99% between them two, but Matt Corral, some people have said, is the long-term solution for the Carolina Panthers. And personally, I kind of, I kind of, I could kind of see it. Though I want Baker Mayfield to do really well in Carolina and stay there, and maybe one of these days you'll see me sitting here with the Carolina Panthers uh, Baker Mayfield jersey. Um. I'm probably if he does sign with the Panthers, I, I will. If he re-signs with them for a few years, I'll probably get one. I don't know if I'd go and jump jump the gun of getting one now, but if if he does extend with the Panthers, then more than likely I will. Um, where was I going? I don't know where I was going. Oh, Matt Corral. 
think he could be the possible long-term solution for the Panthers, you know, should Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold not work out. He's going to have this year to sit behind them both, and if none of them re-sign with the Panthers, I mean, he's going to have to jump the gun and step into a playing role next year. But I think sitting behind these two quarterbacks, Mayfield, of course, being the caliber that he is, and then Darnold being the caliber that he was at the college level, not sure how that really translates to the NFL all that much, but you've got Mayfield who has had some success in the NFL in years past, brought the Browns to the playoffs, won a playoff game, yada, yada. I've been through that whole spiel probably a million times. But I think Corral's got a good crowd to uh, to sit behind and learn from and, and just kind of focus on bettering himself without having the pressure of needing to better himself. Um, so I, I think it's good for the Panthers. Maybe they'll start seeing some stability, whether it's, you know, signing Baker Mayfield for, for four years or whatever, or, or just going with Corral next year, which either one is a Panthers fan. I don't think you could be too terribly upset at. So with Baker Mayfield, of course, being in Carolina, recent news coming out, the Cleveland Browns are freaking idiots. So as far as we know, or as far as I know right now, Deshaun Watson has been suspended for the first six games of the season. I've even seen, I'm not, I know it's at least six games, but I also have seen that he's been suspended indefinitely. So with that being said, Jacoby Brissett is going to be the Browns quarterback with Joshua Dobbs sitting at the bench behind him. And I think that's going to make for a great week one matchup between the Panthers and the Browns. Whenever I go back to Tennessee, more than likely, I will probably put a little bit of money on the Panthers for that one, especially if Baker Mayfield is starting. Of course, don't know that yet. Don't know if he's starting. I'd imagine to sell tickets, they would start Baker Mayfield. Maybe. Who knows? Freaking Tepper is not the smartest man on earth when it comes to like sports management, but whatever. Um, but definitely week one of the Panthers and Browns is going to be the game to watch. It's going to be the game to watch. So, as far as sports go, that is all that I have. And how long have I been talking? 18 minutes. That's a good amount of time. So, one thing that we talked about last week in our um, What's Trending on Twitter segment is Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi was following. Why was Chi-Chi? Oh, Chi-Chi was following. Sorry. Chi-Chi was trending on Twitter under the entertainment section and the For You section and the What's Trending section. I was like, who is Chi-Chi? And why is Chi-Chi just like trending? So... I'm pretty sure I, I, my parents watched this episode or the last episode and were like, oh, Chi-Chi is a slang term for breast. So I was like, surely that is not why Chi-Chi is trending. Well, I looked it up and sure enough, Chi-Chi was not trending because of boobs. Okay. Evidently, there is this show based out of Nigeria and it's called is it's called Big Brother... And I know I'm going to botch this. I'll just spell it out. N-A-I-J-A. Nija, I think. Big Brother Nija. That's probably wrong, but we're going to go with it. Okay. So, there's a show from Nigeria called Big Brother Nija. 
formerly known as Big Brother Nigeria, so that's just what I'm going to call it. But it's a reality competition TV series based on the Big Brother television franchise, in which, and I'm, I'm literally just reading this off a Wikipedia page, in which contestants live in an isolated house and compete for a large cash prize and other material prizes. At the end of the show, by avoiding being evicted from the house by viewers who vote for their favorite housemates to remain on the show. So it sounds to me like these contestants, they go up into this house. They'd probably do a bunch of little challenges here and there. And then the fans live get to vote like who's on and who's off. So what does Chi Chi have to do with all this? Chi Chi evidently is a contestant that did not get voted off. And like evidently there's just some huge fan base behind this Chi Chi character that is just like, oh my gosh, thanks for, you know, not voting off Chi Chi. We love Chi Chi. Chi Chi's the best. It's almost like, and of course I don't watch Nigerian television. I don't even know where you can get Nigerian television, but it's like, it, it sounds to me like the following of this show is almost like, it's like the Nigerian equivalent for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Like, that's what it sounds like to me. And I could be wrong on that, but, I mean, I guess we'll just have to, I mean, I'll have to do a little bit more research. But as far as I know, this show, Big Big Brother Nigeria, or formerly known as Big Brother Nigeria, Chi-Chi is a contestant who was not voted off, and her fan base is just going freaking berserker mode over it. So that is who Chi-Chi is. So, that is all the content that I have for you that I have actually prepared for you. So, that being said, I'm going to take a little bit of a break. You're going to hear a little bit of a some kind of some kind of sound. I don't know what kind of sound I'm going to put on there, but it's going to be some kind of sound. And uh and we will enter the second half of this podcast where I will hop on Twitter and react to what's trending and and then I will do some okay listen here media news. So stay tuned, and yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got some <laughs> some terrible, terrible news for you. Uh, it's not too terrible, but uh, so the second half of this show is, uh, is unfortunately going to exclusively be on Instagram. <laughs> We recorded it, and I guess somehow throughout the podcast, I exited out of the browser where I record. Um, And so (laughs) the second half of this episode is not going to be available on Spotify this week. So if you want to go check out to me reacting to Twitter and some more OK Listen Here Media Company news, please go check it out on Instagram at OK Listen Here Media Company. But if you've made it to this point of the podcast, I really appreciate you giving us a listen, giving us a try. Hopefully this condensed episode, this shorter episode without the second half, kind of gave you a little bit of insight as to what to expect when you come here. But if you have made it to this point, I really appreciate it. Stay tuned. Every Thursday, we drop the podcast out at midnight. And of course, follow us on Instagram, Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at Dawson Haywood. Um, All that fun stuff. And uh, yeah. Thanks again for listening to this episode.